the survivalist group known as TCT, True Crimson Tide, and named in honor of the late University of Alabama sporting teams, numbered 14, if counting Renee, who was just last week approved to come along, mostly because Malcolm was too worried to leave her behind by herself. She would be quite a prize if captured and sold up north on account of her natural beauty, especially her fair features and unusual colored eyes. No way in hell he'd ever desert her to a potentially horrible fate. Dad, are you going to cook or do you want me to do it? He laughed nervously, determined to try harder to push the worry away. He would have to do so quickly as his reflection in a small mirror on the wall revealed a scowl and lingering sadness in his hazel eyes. They appeared darker than normal, and despite only beginning to see gray in his thick, light brown hair that he had kept so closely cropped since a teenager, he looked old, old and tired, and worried. I've got it. Just had an old man's mind farts all. You're not old at all, she chided. It has something to do with the big resistance movement we're joining, doesn't it? Maybe there's a little antsiness I'm feeling tonight, he confessed, although it was more than that. The message from earlier said the Kentucky side of the coalition planned to deliver a crushing blow to the southern heart of ISA. Perhaps he translated the codes wrong, especially the part about bombs. Ned said there are two bombs they'd be taking from Tennessee to Kentucky. I'll get the eggs, silly. Renee laughed and pointed at her father's grip upon the skillet and spatula, as if they were a sword and shield instead. He was completely unaware he held them so tightly. Maybe I should cook my own breakfast. How long do we have before we need to leave? He looked at his watch while still holding the kitchen items. One o'clock, he said, moving over to the stove. We've still got almost half an hour, but I'd like to be at the barn early, at least earlier than everyone traveling here tonight. The jeeps are ready, and I heard Mr. Williamson tell you and Ken that they run quieter than our ceiling fans, she said. The rogues won't hear them because they like to play their music loud as if the loud engines wouldn't be enough to scare most folks. They won't see us in the dark unless we cross a spotlight. Therein lies a problem, he thought to himself. Even if one Jeep tire was illuminated for a split second, the entire team could all be dead within the next minute. The patrols had guns like the SMA troops carried, maybe not the state-of-the-art weapons carried by the Caliph's ISA police teams, but still several generations ahead of what Ken Pollard and Jerry Williamson were able to obtain from the black market. She sighed, shaking her head at him. It was hard not to feel foolish for being the worry board between them, and he envied her brighter perspective and confidence. Both qualities were born from being sheltered as she had been. And now Renee would be getting a much harder dose of reality served up cold, and likely up close and personal. I'll tell you what, Dad. I'll skip the eggs, and we might as well throw them out since we're going to be gone for a few weeks, right? Two, hopefully that's it. Just depends on Jerry getting back here in time to cover for us and the others. He released a much deeper sigh than hers. But if anything goes wrong, we'll have to move on to someplace new. I'm okay with it, she assured him. Things might be better. Maybe, or they could be worse. You go ahead and eat, darling and I'll wait for you on the back porch. Malcolm kissed her on the forehead after zipping up the second duffel bag. Both were pre-war military grade and had held up well during the past century as hand-me-downs. He smiled weakly at the thought they would finally be put to good use, and what they were intended for in the first place. When he was ready, he stepped outside, 
being mindful not to let the old wooden porch door slam against its frame. The tobacco barn sat less than three acres away, and he detected a faint glow coming from inside the weathered structure. He and Rene wouldn't be the first ones to arrive after all. Seeing the light heightened his excitement, though at first he believed the feeling was yet another byproduct of his paranoia and fear of the group's discovery by the enemy. But after scanning the area through a pair of infrared binoculars, he felt something rise to the surface from deep within. Hope. The coast was clear, and something told his heart they just might pull this thing off. In the very least, they had a fighting chance for success. It's what he kept telling himself as he and his precious daughter made their way across the dusty rolling fields to join the others.